This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club just by listening. You're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. And it feels like it's been a while since we've recorded. It, it hasn't been that, that long, but it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> it does feel that way. I was reading today and I was like, why does it feel like it's been like a month since the last time I read? It hasn't been, but it for feels you, the that listener, way. it's been the exact same amount of time. But for <laughs> us, the recorders, it's been like two weeks. Yeah, it actually has been. Which a while. is more than what we normally do. Um, so we're still reading through Warbreaker by Brendan Sanderson. Uh, we This week, we read chapters 31 and 32. We sure did. Next week? Next week, we're reading chapters 33 and 34. So have those read when you show up. Please do. Actually, you better. We'll remind or you at the end of this episode. We'll be disappointed. We will be disappointed. And by, at the end of this episode, when we say this again, I'll give Sydney some wild, rude thing to have done to you. Um, <laughs> because that's what we do now, apparently. Um, but right now, so I, mean. right now, we're just... It, Right now, it's just like a parental disappointment, which for a lot of people would be what did you just say? Parental disappointment. Oh, <laughs> I heard, I, I heard. Okay, I heard the parental, but then the parental. You said parental, and it sounded like a mix between parental and dentist appointment. And I said right. a paren dentist appointment. A parental appointment. That's what I heard, and I was like, huh. Uh, so yeah, it, right now it's just parental disappointment, which is for I'm sure a lot of people worse than That's physical. That's worse, so awful. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just stick with that this week. That's we, so mean. We thought we expected better from you, sir. Um, sir. I don't know. <laughs> what about or ma'am? We Come on now. It's a gender neutral term. We expected better than you from you, dude. dude. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I don't. Bro. Um, all right. So we're going to get into chapter 31, which is, of course, a Sydney chapter. If it's odd, it's Sydney's. Uh, and so she's going to start us off with our little breakdown. Uh, Sydney, tell me what happened. All right. Chapter 31. Here we yes. go. So we start off with um, Denth and Vivenna. They are with Tongfa, Jules, and Claude. Parlin got left behind. And they are off headed to meet with the Idrians. So that's a little fun. Denth in, is like. In Helendron. Yes, in Helendrum, the Idrians in Helendrum. Yeah. And Denth is like, this is not a good idea. They're mm-hmm. like, we can meet with their leaders, but meeting with the common people, not a good idea. This is bad. And Vivenna's like, no, it's fine. It can't be that bad. And they get there to this slum, and it's just this really not great place. There's um, garbage everywhere. Um, Vivenna's looking around, and she's seeing all these people. Like, she sees... Um, like gangs and prostitutes, basically, and she's like, I can't believe Helenjin would let this happen. Like, you know that my she's like basically my poor Idrians, and comes to find out that poor that, Idrians have to live around all these terrible Helenjins. Yes, then tells her that the Idrians are the prostitutes in the gang. No. That noise you just made was kind of terrible. That's how that's how Vivenna felt on the inside. Yeah, literally. And she's like, no, I don't believe it. And Dent's like, I'm being serious. The slum has become its own little world, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why the Idrians have a bad reputation in the city, because they do lots of bad things in the city. And Vivenna's like, no, this is ridiculous. And she's just kind of like, she actually... Continues to blame Helendron for what's happened. Of course she does. Because, uh, and I kind of understand it, like, the thought that, hey, my people came here and this is what they have to do to survive. But also, 
like Holendron's not really doing anything to her people. They've yeah. just chosen this for themselves. Well, cho- they they've been given a bad spot anyway. Yeah, but they're not sad about it. Like we look, come no. to find out, they this is how they are. Yeah, they, they live just like accept this. it. Yeah, and so basically, she's like, I hate the city. I like you know all this stuff. She um uh gets to where they're meeting, and it's this like park they call it, but it's basically this little spot of grass or whatever that's got garbage everywhere, and it's really disgusting. Yeah, and we run into Fame again. Um, who fame? was the Indrian, um, who basically recognized Vena in the first place. Yep. And Vena's like, I want to talk before we talk to the leaders. I want to talk to the common people. And so she does. And she's like, okay, the King cares about you and we're going to find a way to bring you home. And the people are like, this is our home. Like Doofus. we make, she's the people are literally like, we make, we don't want to go back because we make more money here than we did there. Yeah. Which is a hundred percent fair. 100%. And Vivenna's like, this is like not she just is in shock. Yeah. And um yeah, so basically the Idrians have become city Idrians and Holedrin, basically. And Sid- they don't Sidrians. Want, Sidrians. And they don't want to go back. Um but so Vivenna heads off, she's just frustrated, and so she leaves and goes to meet with the leaders or the, the yeah. um the uh slum lords they're called. And there's three of them. And all three of them are of the first heightening, and one of them is the third heightening. So mm-hmm. I guess keep that in mind. Which is like an abomination because the Adrian's yes. to have a lot of breath, yeah. even though she has breath. But it's not a big yes. deal. Uh, she's like, you're not real, Adrian's, she says, from her throne of the fifth heightening. I know. Wait, no, is she fifth? What heightening is she? You I keep going. I'll tell you. I'll know. figure it out. I'll tell you. Like third? I don't know you if think, she's you keep, fifth. Keep, keep, I don't think going, she is. Well, maybe she is. You keep going. I don't know. Okay, anyways. Um, so we meet these three uh, slumlords. There's Paxson. She's the third. She's the, Okay, she's the third. Yeah, so she's she's the same hiding as the highest other. Yes. Yeah. So there's Paxson, who is considered the gentleman, Idrian. Um, he gets his money from running brothels. Um, How gentlemanly. I know, right? The next one is Ashu, who is known Bless for you. running... <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Who's no? That for- was a good one. You've <laughs> got to admit that was a good one. <laughs> okay. Um, you Ashu- have to admit it. That was a good Ashu, one. <laughs> who is known for um, uh, running and funding underground fighting leagues. And then the other one is Rira, who is Thames employee. And Rira is very like sloppy dress compared to the other two guy. The other two who are like dressed in really nice outfits. What was the last one's name again? Rira. Oh, uh, no fun puns there. Nope. Actually, I thought when I was reading this, I missed that Rira was also a guy and thought Rira was a girl for a while. I, I The name Rira is, for some reason, feminine. feminine. I think it's because it ends in an A. I also thought Rira was a girl until you just now said it wasn't. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a guy. It took me a minute. I was So like, there, a there's a shoe, Rira, and... Paxson. Paxson. The yes. gentleman in your Idrian. Uh-huh. That's a fun, that's a fun title. I want to be called the gentleman human. Well, I guess I'd be American. Um, They're humans. Too. I don't think this is the reason you want to be called it. I, I think it'd be fun to own a brothel, a brothel or two. What? <laughs> Colin! Sometimes I just say things. No, you can't say that. Okay, continue. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, so she meets with them and she's like, I'm not really sure what to say. Like, I came here to find something that clearly doesn't exist. The people don't really care about their heritage. 
Yeah, because a lot of them were seemed very uninterested yes. in the fact that she was there. They're just kind of like proving that she was who she was yes. and not really actually caring. Uh huh. Yeah. And Vera's like, well, no, we care about the fact that you are the daughter of our king and that you're like actually here and we want to know what your intentions are in the city. Yeah. And Vivenna's like, well, war's coming and um, they all agree except for Ashu, who's like, well, I'm not really convinced that's true. Bless um, you. His name sounds. Stop. His name sounds just like a sneeze. A shoe. It, it literally is exactly what a sneeze sounds like. <laughs> and Do you think when Brandon Sanderson wrote this, he's like, "Okay, I need another name to come up," and then sneeze and thought, <laughs> "Oh, a shoe, great, love it." Do you think when he you know wrote happened? when he wrote about the priests, he was on the internet and someone did a D's nuts joke on him, and he's like, "Frick, Trelides, I got it, no, I got it." I don't think that at all. Okay, continue. <laughs> Anyways, um. Vivenna's like, no, it's coming, and I'm trying to make um, sure that war goes as well uh, for Idris as possible. And um, Paxton's like, well, that's not really, like, possible because people yeah. are going to die. They have lifeless, so there's no way we can beat them. Can't beat a lifeless. Yeah. And then— um, Speaking of which— He mentions— Oh, not yet. We haven't gotten there Sorry. yet. I thought, I thought that was— Spoiler a, alerts, I, Colton. I thought it would come next, and that'd be a great transition. Oh. My gosh. Sorry. There. Sorry. Dude. Um, but then Ashley mentioned something about wanting to overthrow the city. I didn't even have to say it and you still laughed at my joke. I love that. <laughs> it's because I looked at you waiting for you to say it and okay. Uh, uh, and you didn't, and I was Okay, expressed. from now on, whenever I say it, I'm just gonna turn my mic way down so careful listeners may hear in the very background me say, bless you. Every time you say the name, <laughs> but it won't be you don't no need to acknowledge it anymore. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Come on, keep going. You're fine. You're fine. Keep going. Okay. Anyways, um, Paxton's like, okay, why would you want to overthrow the city? Like that didn't work out well for VAR. So yeah. Why would it work out for us? We wasted money. We lost money. We lost in money that. with VAR. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Vivenna's like, well, I didn't say anything about overthrowing the kingdom. I just wanted to bring the people some hope. Yeah. And Paxton's like, hope. We don't care about hope. Like, if we, if you overthrow the commit the um the kingdom, what titles are going to be handed out? Like, who gets the trade contracts? And then Rira says, you have a sister. I uh, is that one bargainable? One who's not married? Faffin. That's she's so a awful, monk though. though. She is a monk. You can't you can't marry um, a monk. That's like the yeah, whole thing. But. Anywho. Anyways, Vivenna's like, no, I'm not, like, not personal. This is not for personal gain. I want you all to do something for me because of patriotism. And does she realize who she's talking to? Yeah, she's talking to a bunch of, like, you know, brothel boys. Yeah. <laughs> One that of them who be, literally owns a brothel. That should be their, their gang name, Bro- the brothel boys. <laughs> the brothel boys. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But, um, but when they're around, like, Police officers, it was called the broth boys. Yeah. And so if anyone asks them, they're like, we just really like soup. <laughs> we just really like soup. Just, you can't, you can't arrest us for liking soup. And one of them is named after a sneeze. What was, sorry, what's his name? Ashu. Bless you. Um, um, anyways, so Vivana's like, at this point, just frustrated. And she's like, I'm leaving. And Dent's like, why are we leaving? Like, it took so much time to set this up. Why are we going? And, um, like Vivenna's like I can't I can't deal with this like knowing that these people are my people and they're doing these things that I don't approve of is just terrible. And then Rira makes an f- amazing point. Yeah, she goes, "You don't you judge us quickly, princess. Don't tell me that you didn't expect this." 
And then um, he's like, I think I might have called Vera a she by accident. It's such a she name. Um, and then Vera says, and the five visions, you sweep in here, judge us beneath you, then sweep away. That's not very idiot of you. And Vivenna's just like, oh, well. You got me. Yes. <laughs> also, something about, we learned something about the five visions later in the next chapter, which I thought was interesting. Um, anyway. We also learn, so Vivenna at this point is frustrated because she's like, "Why? what do you know of being Idrian? And then where is your obedience to Austria? Yeah. And Vera pulls out this um, pendant, or no, he pulls out a disc Yeah. from underneath his shirt, which is odd. Got a belly disc, got a tummy disc. <laughs> but he pulls it out and it's inscribed with his parents' names and... He says, my father carried me down here from the highlands. He died working the um, Edgeley edge edge Fields. That's what we're saying. We're calling them now. I think it's Edgeley Fields. Dang like, it. I was so I close. Think it's, I think it's the field on the edge. So like the oh, most Edgeley yeah. Fields. Edgeley Fields. Yeah. That's, that's um, my guess. But I could be so wrong. So he says, he died working the Edgeley Fields. I pulled myself up by the pain of my scraped bleeding hands. I worked very hard to make things better for your people. When Var spoke of revolution, I gave him coin to feed his supporters. And... Um, Vivenna's like, well, you buy breath, you make prostitutes. And he goes, I live and make sure that everyone else has enough food. What will you do better for them? And Vivenna mm. doesn't, can't fully respond. When? All of a sudden. Question, question. Speaking of which. <laughs> um, a bunch of lifeless soldiers come in and start storming and people are screaming. No! Just a call back to that earlier. It's the, same, it's, it's the same scream as last time. That remember, was remember like literally that, like five minutes ago when I did that exact same scream. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm great at screaming. But that was supposed to be a cry earlier. That was a straight up. I don't know what. It was. It this was, is supposed to be a scream now, not a cry. Oh, okay. Don't scream, how do I? Please. How do I? I don't want to do like a scared scream because that's not okay. I'll sneak it in when you least expect it. You can keep going. Oh, great, love it. Now I'm gonna be worried about it. Oh goodness. Anxiety. It is. It is anxiety. Thanks, Colton. Continue. Um, anyways, so people are running everywhere. Denth um tells Vivenna to run and Tongfa takes her and they run off together. Wow, that sounds weird. Tongfa and Vivenna are running off together, guys. <laughs> anyways, um they run off and um get hitched. No, they basically don't. like you know, people are fighting behind them. Tongfa is like, this is not good. You know, they're running, trying to, like, get away. And Vivenna's like, well, how do they find us? And Tongfa's like, I don't know, and I don't really care. We need to get out of here now before we die. I love seeing Tongfa being this competent, though. Yes. Because I love I yes. love whenever we get to see, like, because very clearly the lazy boy is a character mm -hmm. because of how, like, in this scene he's so competent. And I want oh, you yeah. to continue describing the scene because yeah. it's really crazy. He does, yeah. He does really good. Um, He's running. Um. Or they're running together. They get out of where they are and run into five lifeless. And Tonkva basically starts fighting them on his own. Like, Vivenna does nothing. He just starts he, fighting. He says, we're going to need to run. You're going to need to run. I can't fight five on my own. And yeah. so he tries to hold them off while she runs. But they, she can't. And so they basically are surrendering. But then the lifeless attack them anyways. Right. And so um, Vivenna runs and Tonkva fights off. Which... They shouldn't. They, the, the, Vivenna basically leaves Tongfa behind in this scene, which he tells her to do, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like she could have done something. Um. Yeah, but also he like it's they're caught off guard. They're, they think with the normal way with the guard, if you surrender, you just get arrested. and They can figure that out. But for yeah. some reason, they continue to attack for on their own, which means mm -hmm. they're operating under commands to kill anyway. Yeah. Which is uh, who? That's a theory thing. Who gave those commands? Is Why is that? What's yeah. happening right now? Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, so Vivenna's running. Um. 
she gets into an alleyway and she is now trapped. Well, she gets her skirt cut on the thing. Yes, she she trips a couple times because of her skirt. Um, so she, she she loses that. She yes, yeah, she ends up ripping it off and gets caught in between two lifeless. Yes, between well, there's three lifeless actually. Oh really? Uh huh. Um, so she gets trapped trapped with them and basically she's like they're gonna kill me and she sees a rope. And thinks about what then told her about being able to awaken because she's got all this power. She's like, she can feel and the rope calling out Yes. To me. She grabs the rope. Okay? What words did she say? She says, come to life, which is not the right words. Too Wrong. Soon. And she's basically trying to beg this rope to come to life because she doesn't know the words. Yeah. She knows like that she has to touch it. And get she, color from her yes, skirt. Yes, but she doesn't know the words. Right. And so she can't make the rope come to life. But it makes me laugh that in this moment she thought she was going to die. And so suddenly because she was thought she was going to die... It was okay for her to use the awakening now. Her freaking morals don't stand up as soon as she's like in yeah. any fear of herself. She yeah. the morals are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's trying to get the life or the um the um rope. Sorry, she's trying to get the rope to come to life, and this. So the lifeless are coming up to her. She can't get it. She's freaking out. And then one of the lifeless jumps over her. And we learned that that lifeless, she didn't re- realize it at first, but that lifeless is Claude. Yeah! So, and Claude is now fighting the other two. And she sees something weird in his eyes. Yeah, life. she sees, as he's fighting, determination in his eyes. So, more theory. So, an emotion. Why is Claude so much more human than the other we'll lifeless? We'll get to that later. Yeah, it's a theory. It's a theory. Yeah, it's a theory. I know. It's a theory. But, yeah. Um, so, he's he's basically fighting off the, life, the lifeless. Yeah. Um, you know, all that fun jazz. Um, they're fighting. He kills them all by like cutting off their heads and stuff. He gets I also really badly say, injured. The lifeless bleed clear liquid. It's the it's the, remember the alcohol that uh, remember because he um, what Vasher put the alcohol in the squirrel instead of blood. They, they replaced the blood with like a special kind of alcohol. They uh, I don't remember that at all. When the priests bring out the captured squirrel. And they're talking uh-huh. about how good the awakening was. They say he even knew to use. And then he says, like, it's like oh. a special kind of alcohol. As, I don't remember that at all. I think it's like I think it's like acre alcohol or something like that. Oh. But that's why it's not it's not blood. It's which e, I, I did think makes a pretty gnarly image of oh, for sure. Claude the lifeless with like a clear a dripping clear blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. Um also he's very bad. As he's injured. fighting, he gets stabbed in the stomach. And yeah. he's still fighting with a you know, sword sticking out of his stomach, which is great. Hot. Wait. <laughs> Colin, you a thing for lifeless? Ew. <laughs> Ew. What you said, it makes me sound like that. The joke made me become like a necrophiliac. I hate that. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have a thing for disembowelment. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Anyways. I don't. I don't have that. I want it to be known that I said that as a joke, and then I realized that not everybody knows me. And so if you're listening and you don't know me, that was 110% a joke because disembowelment is disgusting. <laughs> That's I ha- per- Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Colton is, does not have a thing for disembowelment. I feel like we should have, I should have a button where the button is just me going, not. Nah! So I can, <laughs> I can say a thing and then slam that my hand on that button. That would be really funny. It would, it would, we should do that. Because that, that, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, I don't have a thing for Anyways, we're gonna move on from this topic. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so at this point, 
uh, Vavena's still lying on the ground because she's like kind of in shock, and um, all the lifeless are dead except for Claude, who's still alive. But um, Tongfa and Denth, or Tongfa finds Vavena, calls Denth over, and you know they're like, "Are you making sure you're okay?" And Claude is kneeling next to Vavena, head bowed, as if he were worshiping somebody, and his eyes are kind of glassy. And um, Tongfa is like, the chapter ends with Tongfa basically like, Jules is not going to be happy. But is Claude actually dead? Because it doesn't specifically say that Claude is gone for good. I have no idea. He just, especially because he's kneeling. The other lifeless kind of fell over when they died. Well, they had no head. Well, okay, yes. Yeah. But, um, he might know. still be alive. And I just wonder if he's still actually alive or not. Because it doesn't specifically say that he's gone. Yeah. It just says that his eyes are glassy. Yeah. So, but I don't know what his eyes originally looked like, so they might have always been glassy. That's very true. All right, so now it's time for theories. Uh, first question is, okay. uh, why are the lifeless going for murder today? Um, why are they in a murder mood today? Why are they in a murder mood? What they don't have moods unless they're flawed. So <laughs> why are they in? A, why are they in a murder mood? Has moods. That's for later. I know. Um, I feel like. So I d- think. Do we? It did it it got mentioned that the somebody somebody that the priests know that yes because Blush Weaver said the light song the one time that there's rumor that there's a princess in the city yes right yes so the priests obviously know so I think it's safe to probably assume that the um the priests are gave them license to kill yes gave them license to find Vavena and kill deal with her, her and whoever's with her. That maybe I mean that, I like that theory. It's a good theory. I think that makes sense. It does make sense. Next theory: Why is Claude like that? Claude's just special. Why is he I special? think okay. I really think the reason Claude is like that and has some kind of emotion is because Jules talks to him. You think it's like a connection between him and mm-hmm. Jules? And I think maybe Jules, like like I said, maybe I think that we said this one time. Maybe Jules knew him before, like he died. Mm, yeah. But also, even if she didn't. Just her talking to him like that has to have some kind of effect on him. Because, like, the Maybe. regular other lifeless, nobody talks to them like that, I'm sure, other than to give them orders. Yeah, they're stored so like that's all. Objects. That's what I'm saying. That's all they know. Yeah. So they don't have any kind of emotions. Whereas Claude is constantly being talked to and referred to as if he were an actual person. I mean, he's got a name. Yeah. So he's basically referred to as an if he were an actual live human being. Right. And so I think, like, that's I think that's why. I, I don't disagree with you. It's because I come up with the best theories, it's obviously. 100%. Uh, any, <laughs> any other theories you want to make about this chapter? Not really. I don't feel like there's anything else that... Do you think he ever she ever gets the backing of... of... All I just say is I hope Claude didn't actually die. I hope so, too. I don't know why I like Claude more than the other ones now. Claude I'm, I'm is like, so nice. I love seeing Tong Fa's theories. I think like, we actually... have to move Claude out of the dead tier because he's got emotions. Not until we actually... We, uh, I feel like we should wait until we're, it's confirmed and not just the Venna... Dead. No, no, no. It's confirmed not just Ven- Vavena reading into uh, a That's thing. That's true. Uh, it confirmed that he actually is like has something different than a normal lifeless. Okay, okay. Because he could just be like given the command, defend her or whatever, and just doing yeah. that to the best of a dead person's ability. Um, all right. Now. That's all the theories for that chapter. So now it's time to move on to chapter 32, which is my chapter. It is. Uh, this chapter is a Siri one, which we love. Uh, and also a couple things. The second half of this chapter is all just stories 
that yes. I d- I'm not going to tell you the whole story that was told. Uh, S- Sydney's probably going to re- give us a little bit of like some reading from the story. Yes, we'll explain but, that more once we get there because I'm going to do it a little bit. Di- it'll be like a dramatic reading, but I'm going to yeah. do it a little bit differently. But it's very important that that you, the story is very important. I've cherry picked some aspects of the story that I think are important. But yes, if but you make sure you read it because there's yeah. a lot. If you haven't read this, if you're not reading, you're just listening to this book. You should go back and read the story because we won't be able to give you everything. Yes, even reading it's hard to remember everything. I was reading this and I was like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to start. Siri wakes up uh, and she realizes that it's nearly noon uh, because she's been sleeping in a lot more because she's she's been staying up talking to the God King. Ooh. Talking to Susan Brown. Talking to your buzz, your husband. Oh. Yeah. I, we act like that's a cute thing to do. Talk to your husband. <laughs> well, in this case, yeah, it is really. Th- this cute. one has some extenuating circumstances. That makes it, that makes <laughs> this it. one's a little special. Um, she also, it's very cute. I, I wrote down. No, I'm not a sucker for cute things, but I wrote down a couple details. I thought were I cute. am. <laughs> uh, she woke up and she wishes that he was there when she woke up. That's, ah! that's sweet. Uh, she finds that she, in, in like thinking about her life right now, she finds that she's actually happy yes. in Halandrin. Adorable. Which is good because of like she. Loves the colors. She loves the entertainment. She loves the God King. She hates that she's stuck in the court of gods, but she loves the people around her and the things yes. around her. Um, also, she thinks about she thinks about how uh Bronn's like the first person who's like appreciated her for her weirdness mm-hmm. instead of being like, yeah, you need to be normal. Yes. She actually likes her weirdness. Um, also, she she I appreciate finally freaking decides that she's going to stop beating up on herself for not pay, to paying attention to her to her studies. Yeah. She says it was a mistake she made, but she can't unmake the mistake. So there's yes. no point in still being in sulking over it still, yeah. which is kind of, I'm assuming, a writing device for him to not have to keep making her feel bad about that. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate it because I was getting t- it was it's getting old for her being sad about that. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, she's making progress. And then she starts thinking about how she's going to try and politic to keep her husband safe. Uh, yeah. But she's not actually sure how because he refuses to acknowledge that he's she's in gonna danger. She's going to play the game, but yes. she doesn't like to referring it to it. At, like, she doesn't like referring to it as a game because right. it is literally Susu Braun's life that is the yeah. game. And, and possibly and, her own. And her nation. Yeah, like and her nation. There's a lot on stake here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so she says she's going to try and do it, even though she's not very good at it. Yeah. Um, and her first step of that is one of her maidservants who are wearing brown, which means they're a paying call person. Yes. Uh, she says, give this message to Bluefingers. Uh, I have very important information that you need to meet with me to talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he, she she doesn't actually know what she was going to tell him. <laughs> which she, I love. She just wants him to finally come talk to her because if you don't remember, he's been avoiding her. Yes. Um, he has. She then, rude. After she does that, it kind of cuts to her visiting light song. Yay, Light Song! Very fun. Uh, uh, she visits Light Song. Siri reminds Light Song of his uh, mysteri- mysterious memory woman, the woman that Light Song is weirdly remembering. Yeah. Uh, Light Song says that he Siri reminds him of her. Yes. But he doesn't know how or why because he doesn't remember her other than her face. Yeah. Um, and then she asks about uh, how like gods get their names. Yes. And. This is a dramatic reading, not because it's important information in it, but because I love this interaction between the two of them. So this is the dramatic reading I have for you. Here it goes. Uh, Tell me, she asked, using a little wooden spear to eat the grape slices. Why do they call you Light Song the Bold? There is an easy answer to that, he said, leaning back. It's because of all the gods, only I am bold enough to act like a complete idiot. She raised an eyebrow. My station requires true courage, he continued. 
You see, I am normally quite a solemn and boring person. At nights, my fondest desire is to sit and compose interminably perforastic lectures on morality for my priests to read to my followers. Alas, I cannot. Instead, I go out each evening, abandoning didactic theology in favor of something which requires true courage, spending time with the other gods. Why does that take courage? He looked at her. My lady, have you seen how positively tedious they can all be? Siri laughed. No, really, she said. Where'd the name come from? Complete misnomer, Lightsong said. Obviously, you're intelligent enough to see that. Our names and titles are assigned randomly by a small monkey who has been fed an exceedingly large amount of gin. Now you're just being silly. Now? Lightsong asked. Now? He raised a cup of wine toward her. My dear, I am always silly. Please be good enough to retract that statement at once. Love him. I love. He just cannot ever be serious. I and I appreciate. But then he gets serious right yeah, after that. He <laughs> he can be, but he chooses. It's great to like. The more you meet him, the more it's like, and he chooses to be silly. Yes, and I appreciate that. Fun. Uh, and she thinks about how the fact that she feels like the only teammates that she has are a scribe who won't talk to her and a like and a god who's never serious. Basically, and so she's like, I am in a losing position. Yeah. Um. And then funny. then Lightsong says, "I have a surprise for you," and she's like, "Frick, he has a surprise for me." But it turns out he finally brought in the storyteller she requested. Well, he also get. he does tell her that he does get serious for a second and tells her that they get their names from how they died, but they don't remember right. how they died, which yeah. is important. Is how is yeah. Uh that part, yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. that's how the gods get their names from what, what they died. Um so yeah, Light Song brings the storyteller she requested. Uh and the storyteller is Hoyd. If you read any of the other Brendan Sanderson books, Hoyd is a immortal world hopping being uh that is in every one of his books. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> but also be aware that does not affect this story even a little bit. Um uh he's gonna tell he he goes to tell a story of like the history and she wants to know about how the gods died, like how the god kings. Yes, but she can't directly ask that. Right. So she's trying to figure out like a sneaky way to sneak in some like god king questions. Um, so she asks him to tell her about the days before the division between Idris and Helendrin, and then she asks to know the origins of the Helendrin god. Right. Of the hundred of the Helendrin god kings. There we go. Right. And so for Sydney, you want to explain your little dramatic reading? Yes, so this is what I'm doing. I'm doing a dramatic reading, but I'm only, because there is a lot of information, and I want you guys to hear it all, like everything that Hoyd says. But if I were to do a regular dramatic reading, that would take literally an hour, I feel like, to actually do it would take forever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Hoyd's parts, every single part of his, skipping over, like, the narration, over the other characters, and there's... Keep in mind, guys, there's going to be times where Hoyt is answering questions, but I'm not going to read the questions. I'm just going to read Hoyt's response. Right. Okay? So just keep that in mind while I do this. Right. This might still take a while also because there is a lot. Hoyt talks a lot. But I really wanted – I had a great – like, in my mind, Hoyt just has this really fun, like, voice. And yeah. he just is very dramatic, so hopefully I do him some kind of justice. Right. All right, you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, here goes Hoyd's story. Then we begin in the distant haze. The first god king of Helendrin is ancient. Ancient, yes. Older than kingdoms and cities, older than monarchs and religions. Not older than the mountains, for they were already here. Let the knuckles of the sleeping giants blow. They formed this valley where panthers and flowers both make their home. We speak of just the valley, then, a place before it had a name. The people of Chadesh still dominated the world. 
They sailed the inner sea, coming from the east, and it was they who first discovered this strange land. Their writings are sparse, their empire has long since been taken by the dust, but memory remains. Perhaps you can imagine their surprise upon arriving here, a place with beaches of fine, soft sand, with fruits aplenty, and with strange, alien forests. Paradise, they called it. A paradise hidden between the mountains, a land with pleasant rains that never grew cold, a land where succulent food grew spontaneously. A land of color, because of the tears of Edgley, striking flowers of such brilliance they could yield dyes that would hold fast in any cloth. The first return was born during this time, aboard a ship that was sailing the coast. Return can now be found in all parts of the world, but the first one, the man who, whom you call Vaux, but we name only by his title, was born here, in the waters of this very bay. He declared the five visions. He died a week later. The men of his ship founded a kingdom upon these beaches, then called Hinald. Before their arrival, all that had existed in these jungles was the people of Pancal, more a mere collection of fishing villages than a true kingdom. Now, you may wonder why I must travel back so far. Should I not speak of the mini-war, of the shattering of kingdoms, of the five scholars, of Claude the Usurper and his phantom army, which some stay still hides in these jungles, waiting? Those are the events we focus upon, the ones men know the best. To speak only of them, however, is to ignore the history of 300 years that led up to them. Would there have been a mini-war without knowledge of the returned? It was the returned, after all, who predicted the, the war and prompted Stroiflover to attack the kingdoms across the mountains. Yes, your majesty, Stryflover, another name for Kalad the Usurper. Indeed, Kalad was returned, as was Peacegiver, the man who overthrew him and founded Halendrin. We haven't arrived at that part yet. We are still back in Hinald, the outpost become kingdom founded by the men of the first return's crew. They were the ones who chose the first return's wife as their queen, then used the tears of Edgley to create fantastic dyes which sold for untold riches across the world. This soon became a bustling center of trade. The tears of Edgley, the source of Hellenian wealth, such small things, so easy to grow here, and yet this is the only soil where they will live. In other parts of the world, dyes are very difficult to produce, expensive. Some scholars say that the mini war was fought over these flower petals. The kingdoms of Kuth and Huth were destroyed by little drips of color. Breath, your grace. Most agree that the mini war was not only about petals squeezed dry, but a much greater prize. People squeezed dry. You know, perhaps, that the royal family was growing increasingly interested in the process by which breath could be used to bring objects to life. Awakening, it was then first being called. It was a fresh and poorly understood art then. It still is, in many ways. The workings of the souls of men, their power to animate ordinary objects and the dead to life. It is something discovered barely four centuries ago. A short time by the accounting of gods. Breath. The years leading up to the many war. Those were the days of the five scholars and the discovery of new commands. To some, this was the time of great enlightenment and learning. Others called them the darkest days of men, for it was then we learned the be to best exploit one another. One of the five scholars made a discovery. Commands. Methods. The means by which a lifeless could be created from a single breath. This perhaps seems a small thing to you. But you must look at the past of this kingdom and its founding. Plungeon began with the servants of a return and was developed by expensive mercantile effort. It controlled a uniquely lucrative region which, through the discovery and maintenance of the northern passes, combined with increasingly skillful navigation, was becoming a jewel coveted by the rest of the world. And so the war came. 
the five scholars split, joining different sides. Some kingdoms gained the use of lifeless, while others did not. Some kingdoms had weapons, others could only envy. To answer the gods' question, my story claims one other reason for the many war. The ability to create lifeless so cheaply. Before the discovery of the single breath command, lifeless took 50 breaths to make. Extra soldiers, even a lifeless one, are of limited use if you gain only one for every 50 men you already have. However, being able to create a lifeless with a single breath, one for one, that will double your troops. And half of them won't need to eat. Lifeless are no stronger than living men. They are the same. They are not more skilled than living men. They are the same. However, not having to eat like regular men, that advantage was enormous. Mix that with their ability to ignore pain and never feel fear, and suddenly you had an army that others could not stand against. It was taken even further by Kalad, who was said to have created a new and more powerful type of lifeless, gaining an advantage even more frightening. Nobody remembers, your majesty. The records of that time have been lost. Some say they were burned intentionally. Whatever the true nature of Kalad's phantoms, they were frightening and terrible. So much so that even the details have been lost in time, the phantoms themselves living on in our lore and our curses. Holy crap, Sydney. That was so good. <laughs> was it really? I was, you I'm really very, think so? Yeah. So a couple things. One, your voice is great, too. That made, okay, it's weird to me that cutting out so much of the other people's, like, interactions with him yeah. made it so much easier to understand his his lore. Yeah. Like, for, I act, this is weird. I genuinely <laughs> believe that I understand his story better yeah. than I did when I read it with all the other people. You're welcome. So that, that was really good. I like the way you did that. That also might be the record for our longest oh, dramatic yeah. reading. And it's funny because I could keep going. Don't. Like, there, I'm not going to. <laughs> but there is so much more I keep, keep going. But I wanted to get to there because that's basically the... But that's basically the entirety of his first half of his story until yeah. Siri starts asking more questions. Yeah. And I just want, I thought that was the best part to, because that's where he talks in like the longest period of time without the others kind of asking things for the most part. Can I tell you the things that I took away from that story? Go for it. One, the first, uh, life, the first person, sorry, the first returned, uh, was the person who declared the five visions, which is what Austria's religion cup follows. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting that they, that they vow the first return is the one who declared those. Yes. That's as an interesting that is thing. Interesting. Uh, there's a parent, there's supposedly a phantom army that hides in the jungle. That was that's also an army really of, uh, of, uh, Kalad, Kalad. Yes. That was his army. Uh, the way that Halodrin got power is cause they had flowers that grow there that make crazy dyes that are really easy to use and they yes. grow really well here. Yes. Uh, she, Siri also mentions that in telling the story, he's clearly slanting some of the details to be more Idrian yeah. than what the normal Halodrin story of it would be mm -hmm. because she's Idrian and she, he doesn't, she doesn't, he doesn't want to offend her. Yeah. Um, uh, lifeless used to take 50 breaths a piece, a pop. And now they yeah, take one, which because, is so interesting to me. Yeah. Because that would take one for one yeah. with much better words. Mm -hmm. uh, Awakening is only 400 years old, which is relatively young, especially yeah. because it's just trial and error, finding new words that do better, like new phrases that do better for cheaper yes. breaths. So it's, it's kind of a lot of just testing. Uh, the uh, Kalat's phantoms are more powerful than a normal than a normal lifeless, apparently. Apparently. Um, uh, they're waiting for Kalad's return, which means that Kalad is probably still around. Yeah, which uh, is also interesting. Or in religion, Kalad is like seen to as a person who yeah. will be coming back eventually. Uh, there were five scholars that studied breath yeah. in the early days and that they split and kind of like were against each other in the many war. Yes. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, some stories of the, that this is from after. So I just went through all the things she had read. Now here are the other takeaways from later on that you should still go back and read. Yes. Um, 
some stories say the royal family sought to create lifeless, which uh, series not a fan of. Yeah. The first queen uh, of the land killed her husband, and so they have like the the awakened uh, the returns blood on their hands, kind of. Yeah. Uh, the, so the first queen that gave birth to the daughter with the colorful hair is said to have killed the current light returned god. Um, there's been five kings total in the, in the last 300 years. That's well, the, the f- Sorry. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that the the first queen was also Siri is Siri's her descendant because yes. she was yes. the um she bore the child of the first returned right who returned aren't supposed to be able to have children weird um but she bore a child and the child was female yes and became queen uh the first god king gained power from peacegiver somehow somehow peacegiver gave his breath to create the first god king Yes. Uh, it's not clear on how that happened. They think it's just maybe a miracle, but it's not clear on how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so in in that talk, she realized that both her king, her people, through the queen, have claim to the Hellenian throne with the with the royal hair. Yeah. And the awakened god kings have uh, claimed to power through uh, the first uh, returned mm-hmm. and the son of the first returned. So they both actually have like a direct lineage to claim power. Uh, is what she's discovered. Yeah. Um, God King's lives only live as long as it takes them to create an heir. Uh, something about having an heir makes them suddenly become more compassionate and want to give up their thing. Yeah. Uh, but Siri doesn't like that. She doesn't believe that that is true. Yes. She thinks that um, she could see how people would believe that not being able to speak to the God King. Yeah. But her speaking to the God King says that no way he'll do that. It also makes her wonder if. Well, she doesn't think, yeah, she doesn't think Susurang could do that, but it does briefly make her wonder if um, if that's true, if Susurang would actually get tired of her. And she, like, kind of gets sad about it, which is just really sad. Yeah. Like, overthinking, people who overthink would relate to that because I, like, totally get that. She's like, oh, well, he, you know, if he gets tired of me, she just gets low-key sad about it. And here's a quote from Light Song that I don't like that he ta- that he says to her. Um, maybe we should be hoping for old Susabron to pass, my queen. Like Song says, idly picking at the grapes. You were forced into all this, I suspect. If Susabron died, you might even be able to go home. No harm done. People healed. Sorry. No harm done. People healed. New air on the throne. Everyone is either happy or dead. That's so... That's, that's like the ending of the chapter, and it's so... That's a dark ending. It's so bad. Basically, like, it's everyone... The end of the story is everyone's either happy or dead. And that's kind and that's of awful. That's kind of terrible, especially because they don't know. But she actually really likes Susbron. Yeah, so she would not be happy if he was dead. No, she would not be um, happy if he was dead. Like she genuinely, like, but she's trying to save his life, and she gets sad to think about the fact that maybe he'll give if she has were to have a child, give would give up, you know, his life because she. It's just yeah, it's just sad. Can I tell you something crazy? What that chapter exists fully so that the author could be like. And here's all the lore. Yeah. But I freaking loved it. This that was, it was a good chapter. Your chapters are the love chapters. My chapters are like I'm okay the lore drop the chapters. chapters. Um, the I like lo- the love chapters. They're my favorite. But so like I wanted there's so many theories about this chapter we yeah. can make. I also can I point out one more thing too yes. that you didn't mention? Um it is commonly known the God Kings. Well, I guess you kinda mentioned this. It is commonly known, but everybody knows the God yeah. Kings die immediately or like pretty quick after their heirs yeah. died. So Siri didn't realize that it was commonly known. It's she common thought it was a secret, yeah. but that is common knowledge. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, I have I have a bunch of things to to 
theorize about for this for you. Okay. Okay. Kalad, is he coming back? Yes. Okay. Do you think you know him? Who Ooh. is he? Vasher. Why? Okay. I don't He's I a don't dude. Know for no, sure. Kalad's a Kalad's a return. Vasher's a dude. Well, that is true. That is true. But Ooh. wait, wait. But Claude is But also, also remember what he said at the very, very beginning? Yeah. So I definitely think it's Vasher. <laughs> what makes I think, you think okay. That? If there's anybody we've met so if if Claude comes back and it's anybody we've met so far, I one hundred percent think it's Vasher. If Claude comes back, I th- it would have to be somebody we met at least at some yes. point, right? Because it would be it would yeah. be bad writing for it to be like, and here's the guy. He's back and he saves the day. Like that would not be good. Yeah. Where do you what um, about what about the phantoms? Do you think they exist still? Or you, also For sure. Also, it's very likely or possible that it was all folklore and none of it's true. Yes, that is hundred percent possible. But I feel like there's gotta be some kind of truth to it, or else this would be just an excessive chapter. Okay, how do you think the, the phantoms work? Oh, I don't know. Do you think they're hidden in the jungle um, somewhere? They might be. For sure. Well, that's not how a theory works. I you know. tell me what a theory <laughs> I yeah I do make a shot in the dark and, and guess <laughs> I do yeah I do think they I do think they're out there um I don't necessarily think they're as strong as lore tells them yes yeah. they're claimed to be yeah but I do think they're out there um next question maybe Vasher's a phantom maybe I don't know how that would work me but. either I, I, I tried to th- <laughs> I said maybe because I tried to think of a way that that would make sense and I'm like I don't, I don't know. know how that would work either. um next question. <laughs> How does the her religion work, the Austrian religion? Because Vo, the first to return, is the one who declared the visions of the of the religion. Yeah. But returned are not God creatures in that religion. So how did? I don't think their religion works really at all. There's a lot of things going back and forth that confuse me about their religion because Adrian's whole thing is they hate the returned, right? But their religion was literally made by a returned, right? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I don't... Do they not realize that? Okay, tell me a theories about the five uh, scholars. Ooh. Um, let's see. What, like, what are you thinking? Like, what do you tell mean? Tell me, does for... any, any details about them? That make any guesses about them? Because they didn't... I don't... I actually There's don't remember. There's not much we know but about didn't he, the they, they separated scholars. over something, and like, that kind of became... They be, kind of became the kingdoms that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... Um, I don't know. They, they didn't tell us much, but I know that they're they are important. Yeah, I guess just. Oh gosh, hmm. I feel like here's a connected theory. Okay. We assume, and I'm not saying, but I, I want you to think through all the things about like all the effects of your theory. Yeah. Okay. So here's a theory that you had: is that Vasher is Kalad. Uh huh. How does that affect your theory about what he's doing in the basement? Because if he's Kalad, he wouldn't know. Because he's been there since the beginning, he would know. I, I feel like if he was Galad, he would know more than he does. Because maybe, right now but, he's like on an information hunt. Like he blackmailed well, a guy to get information true. that he should have because he's been there since the beginning. I just, I just, I the reason I said that because it just would make sense. Because he's the but, coolest of them. <laughs> but also, just maybe like we know. Okay, so maybe he's not Galad, but is like somehow related to Galad. Oh. Or the we know that we know that um, the return when they come back lose their memory. So maybe Kalad died, returned again, yeah, and doesn't and return as Vasher, but like wherever he is, he was taught who he is, but doesn't remember enough to be able yeah. to like get in, like and like you know he doesn't have all that information because he doesn't remember it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, 
Uh, I don't think there's any other theories. Oh, yeah. One more. Okay. Do you think it's real that the God Kings just give up on life after having a son? No, okay. I don't. Probably because I don't want to because I don't want. I think, okay, I think if Love. it is, listen, listen, if it is true. Yes. I think that some, if for some reason Susabron and Siri have a child, which I don't foresee happening. Right. But if they were to have a child, I think that Susabron wouldn't give up on her. If mm-hmm. that is true, I think Susabron would be different. Here's my th- issue, though, is They're eventually adorable. if they overthrow this kingdom and stuff, but they want Susabron to continue to exist, they still have to feed him breath. Yeah. Which is pretty, like, that's pretty moochy. Like, that's not great. Yeah. Anywho, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, are you ready? I am ready. Well, now it's time. Rank the characters. Yeah, let's Woo! do it. Woo! Okay. I I have, because our, our beautiful, wonderful, amazing Wikipedia uh, has stopped listing the characters who appear for us, I have listed all the characters that we have uh, mentioned by name this episode. If we missed anybody, audience, you can go ahead and let us know. But I, I went ahead and listed all the characters who were named and have, um, like, important details. Okay? So here they go. Uh, let's go through the ones we know first that we want to re-rank. Uh, actually, oh, wait, first, you got to read, the, read, the, read, read through the list first. Come on, man. Okay. We have our week 13 list. We have Siri, Susabron, Light Song, Danth, Larmar, Tongfa, Nightblood, Blushweaver, Ravenna, Vasher, Parlin, Bluefingers, Hopefinder, Jules, Maidservants, Thame, Mab, Fafin, Nenrova, Lolan, Gagarel, Fran, Ra- Rariv, Yarda, Mercystar, Grabble, and Hana, Fob, Babevid, Dedelin, and then I Wish You Were Dead Tier, Life Blesser, Truth Call, Weatherlove, and Trollies, and then are actually dead tier, Claude, Var, Limix, Taff, and Helen. Good job. Okay, Thank now you. we go through. Uh, here are the characters that, we kn- that we've already had ranked. I'll add the extra ones after. Uh, Thame? Um, I think he stays. Not that he didn't really do anything. He just existed. Yes, I agree. I think Thame stays. Okay, Denth and Tongfa. I think Tongfa beats Denth for me. Really? I like seeing him like protective. I like seeing him competent. I think he's funny. He has a monkey. Well, never mind. The monkey's gone. But he had a I monkey. Was say, uh, he had a parrot too. I think I, I like I like Tongfa. I think they stay side by side. I think Tongfa. Oh wait, no, right now they're not side by side, are they? Right now they're not side by side. Larimar's in between them. Uh, I think Tongfa just goes up above Denth, so he beats Larimar and Denth. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, and then we also saw Denth, but not very much. I think he just goes one beh- one below. Tongfa. Yeah. Uh, who, he didn't really do much. So he goes down not because of him deserving to be down. No. He goes down because yes. Tongfa went up. Yeah. Uh, then we saw Claude, who I think, is he not currently the top of the dead tier? Yes. yes. I think he, I, yeah. I think I he think stays he there. Stays. We could take him out of the dead tier eventually, but I think he stays. Yeah. Uh, Vivenna. I think Vivenna goes up. No. Mm. I think she, she might stay. I, don't, I, think I think she was Ravenna a good character. Stays. I don't think she went up or down is the thing. No. She did some things that were like, meh. Yeah, exactly. Kind of hypocritical, which she got called out on, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, so Vivenesa can stay. Yeah. Uh, Siri stays at the top. Siri. Yeah, Siri stays at the top. Light Song, I think, goes second, beats Susbon for this chapter. Yeah. Susbon didn't do anything, so Light Song can beat him. Uh, maid servants. She gave the instructions to the maid servant to go talk to him. They all have an oath to not say anything <laughs> that wasn't said in private. I think maid servants beat Jules. Yeah. Okay. Because I think maid servants are, uh, you know, they uh, oftentimes this the weekly. I like to give people who you did something, therefore you move. Yeah. is more fun than you did something, but this guy did something before. Yeah, it, for that's this fair. for this week, 
Maid servants are better than jewels. I agree. Uh, and I like seeing more movement on the list. That so that's is everybody we already knew. That's everybody we already knew. So let's go through uh, Paxson, Ashu, and Arira. Okay, a Paxson is um the the gentleman guy who, who owns the brothels. Yes, he owns the brothels. Yes, I think he goes uh, below Fafin. Um, pretty he, yeah. I, he definitely he goes like in the you don't return section. Like. There's a little, yeah. we have a little section of our list of like, you were in a chapter. But I think he, he also wasn't like bad. Right. Like he wasn't like terrible. He said, I mean, he didn't really talked too much out of all of them. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I agree. I think he should go below Fafin. Below Fafin. And then uh, Ashu. Ashu, I think, should go above Paxson just because of his name. I think it's funny. Uh, I, I, agree, I, I agree. I think you go above Paxson for just for his name. And then Rira. Rira needs to go higher because Rira had some little bit of personality. Yeah. I think Rira goes right above Ashu. Above Ashu. Got it. That's fine by me. All those all those make sense to me. And then uh, Hoyd, the storyteller. I liked him. I also liked Hoyd. Let's put him above Parlin. Okay. I think he just goes directly above Parlin. And then, yeah, that's, that's everybody for this week. I also week. think I gave him a great... Great name. You definitely your name your your not name. You mean uh, voice. That's what I meant, not voice. Your your All voice right. did not definitely hurt his ranking in my in my books. <laughs> You're welcome. If I had to, that say, was literally the voice I read him in, and I had to do like the hand movements. I thought he would do too. Oh, you funny. the audience could not see those, but it, well, Colton could see them, and they were great. They were. Didn't great. you think they were great? I thought they were great. Did you find Thank them you. great? Did you think they were great? Well, I did. Them. Actually, I didn't even notice I was doing them half the time. I was just kind of <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice you were doing them. No, I didn't. All right, now that this is done, uh, we can go ahead and give. I'll give my best. Um, I already did Kermit. I already did uh, the Grinch. I'll do my best Ooh, reading as yes, the Grinch. Yes, Christmas vibes. Let's go. Okay, I need to think. I need to think. How does the Grinch sound? Four o'clock. Solve world hunger. Four thirty. Stare into the abyss. <laughs> That's good. Siri, light song, Shushbron, Tonkfar, Denth, Laramar, Nightblood, Blushweaver, Vavena, Vasher, Hoyd, Parlin. Bluefingers, Hope Finder, Maid Servants, Jules, Thame, Mab, Fafin, Rira, Ashu, Paxson, Nanrova, Lolan, Garagil, Fran, Rariv, Yada, Mercy Star, Grabble, and Hana, Fab, Bebid, Dedelin, Life Blesser, Truth Call, Weather Love, Trilogies, Nuts, Claude, Var, Lemex, Taf, and Halan. That was actually really good. Thank you. You did a really good job. That was good. I can, I got into the I got into the spirit of the Grinch and we and we went, went with it. <laughs> you um, became one yeah, with the Grinch. With the Jim Carrey's with the, Jim Grinch. the Grinch. Uh, yeah, so that's everything for this oh, week. Uh, time to get to the to the uh, housekeeping. The uh, housekeeping? Yeah, join our join our book club. The description's in the in the Links in the description. Yeah, go you get on it there. Out. It's a little book club. You can talk about your favorite characters. You can give any. You can make yeah, you your can own give, theories. Yeah, you you uh, can give us your own ranks. So yeah, if there's anyone that you think should not be on our ranked, or or obviously they'll be ranked. But if you think our ranks are wrong, yeah. If there's anybody you, you wish were dead, let us know. We'll put them in that tier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can we can eventually maybe one day create a um, yeah a com combination of the readers the readers choices. The, the 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 listener's choice award. Um, <laughs> we also really really appreciate you listening, uh, and we'd also really appreciate it if you have any friends who like fantasy at all. Uh, show them this podcast. We would actually really really appreciate it. It's the best way for us to grow is word of mouth. Uh, yes, we can we can pay for advertising as much as we want, but word of mouth is the best way to grow. For sure. Uh, so we'd appreciate it if you would do that for us. Um, 
yeah, that's also um, check out my website. It's prattpodcast.com. Yes. Check out Sydney's website. That's storiesbysydney.com. Sure is. Check out well, our hasn't music. Hasn't been updated. I've been saying that for how long now? I still <laughs> haven't done it yet. And you can check out our music. Yes. Um. So we want to say thank you to Alessia for letting us use your song "Women a Remake" as the intro and outro of our show. As the best drop of any fantasy song I've it's ever heard. So good. Um, and that is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. Right. And if you want to hear that drop that I just talked about, the greatest drop in any fantasy song, uh, just go ahead and listen to After I Say Love You. We have to do the chapter still. Crack, smooth. I had a smooth <laughs> transition. You forgot. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> next week is chapters 34 and 35. 33 and 30. No! <laughs> 33 and 34. Colin, you're just so sad. If you want to hear the great fantasy drop, you just listen to After I Say Love You. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.